The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to A Gut Feeling, where we discuss the brain-gut connection and how to break free from bloating and chronic inflammation of the gut. I'm your host, Jacqueline Renee, former anxious IBS struggler turned holistic health coach and digestive specialist. Thank you so much for joining me on your healing journey. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Super, super excited today because I have an awesome guest. I, you know, I struggled a lot with food sensitivities, leaky gut, candida, all the things many, many, many years ago. And one of the first things I ever did, I think it was even about 10 or 15 years ago, was take a food sensitivity test. At the time, I had no idea what the difference was or what I was even being tested for. But once I understood and got my results back and was able to put them into my life, it was a complete game changer for me. And it was so helpful in my healing journey to jumpstart it, reduce a lot of inflammation and the bloating and a lot of acne and headaches too, that people don't realize that there are other symptoms as well. Well, I got connected with this company, KBMO, and it's been an incredible company for me. And uh, now I use the test for my clients to be able to look into their own food sensitivities. But many people are often, you know, confused about these tests and they're trying to figure out where it fits in for their healing journey. And then I often hear people say things like, oh, I'm allergic to this or allergic to that. There's a huge difference between food sensitivities and food allergies. And I wanted to be able to explain this to you. And I thought, Who better to explain this to us than the CEO of KBMO Diagnostics, my favorite uh, food sensitivity company, um, KBMO, and we have him on the show today. So James, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Well, thank you for the invite. It's, uh, we spoke probably about eight months ago now, so the world's changed quite a lot in that time. But uh, again, people's immunity and understanding the difference between allergy and sensitivity is always important. So uh, always, uh, always happy to have that opportunity to speak with you and, uh, and, and kind of try and clear that up for people. Yes, 100%. I love clarity and I love being able to explain things to people in depth so they can understand it for their own body because it was so helpful for my own body. I just want everyone else to flourish. So um, so KBMO, that's the company that obviously you are the CEO for. How long have you guys been around? So KBMO was um, was basically just founded uh, about 10 years ago now. So uh, we kind of uh, got involved with uh, a brilliant scientist, a gentleman called Dr. Um, Brent Dorval, uh, who's, who's, you know, not insignificant claim to fame was he invented the first rapid HIV diagnostic. And so we, uh, we partnered together kind of 10 years ago and tried to look at food sensitivities in a slightly different way than uh, had historically been done by taking advantage of 
his infectious disease experience, which meant that he would be highly accurate in the testing he carried out, but also focusing on inflammation, which is obviously now uh, 10 years on, uh, a word that everyone's very familiar with in terms of, you know, uh, people may not know the difference between allergy and sensitivity necessarily, but they all know that inflammation is bad. And so could we look at inflammation and linking that with food sensitivity to see if we can kind of come up with some clear and concise ways of describing that for the patient population out there who are interested in trying to reduce their inflammatory responses. Absolutely. And inflammation is such a huge buzzword now that, you know, you hear, but it's not just inflammation in the gut. It can be inflammation in the the bones, the joints, the body, and is to me, I believe the root cause of a lot of disease. So anything we're doing is to reduce inflammation. Um, So can, you know, we're kind of tossing this around, you know, allergic, um, sensitive, stuff like that. So can we break into that right away and talk about the difference between that food? sensitivities and food allergies yeah so allergy is really um you know the the really main difference is is the response time and i guess the severity of that response so when you think of um allergy it's an instant reaction and generally bad things happen kind of prophylactic shock things like that so if you think about it you know poor kiddo eats peanut instant has a reaction you know whatever that might be from a prophylactic shock response um perspective so that's what you see with allergy and so generally it's pretty straightforward to work out what has caused your allergy because it's what you've just consumed uh, and you've had that kind of immediate response with food sensitivity it's it's a lot more complicated because it's the delayed nature of it so you can eat something and it can be up to 72 hours later before you have that response the other thing about that response is it's kind of almost like a non-specific autoimmune type response so is it, I'm just not feeling great? Is I'm feeling tired? You know, is it linked, like you said, to joint, joint pain? Is it gut related? Is it skin? So it can be many and varied in terms of the responses that you get. But that delayed nature makes it really tough for any patient or physician to really assume what was it in a 72-hour time period that brought on the symptoms that you may be presenting with. But again, it's really tough because that 72-hour window Um, We always used to joke prior to the COVID period, you know, no one even knew where they'd been in the last 72 hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reality is now, unfortunately, we all know exactly where we've been in the last 72 hours. So so the key here is it's that delayed nature which really lends itself into testing versus the allergy uh, element that uh, you touched on uh, at the beginning. Yeah, that's so important, too, because, yeah, we'll say pre-COVID or even now, I think people still get carry out and stuff. You know, someone may be feeling good on a Sunday and then all of a sudden Tuesday, why do I feel terrible or I have stomach pains or constipation or whatever may come up? Any of these symptoms Well, they go to, OK, well, what did I eat today or yesterday? But sometimes can be upwards to, you know two, three days from when they originally ate it and we're not really wondering why. I always will explain this too. It's like, you know, when you get uh, food poisoning, that often it doesn't come from the thing you ate immediately. It's from a couple days ago. A huge part of that to what I know, correct me if I'm wrong, is because it actually takes that long to digest food, you know, from it going into the stomach and then going into the intestines can take that 48 to 72 hours. So it it doesn't really have the response until it gets there, until it's really actually triggering it. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes it can be whether you're seeing an overgrowth or undergrowth of 
good versus bad bacteria, and that can have almost as, as kind of uh, you know a, not deadly, but certainly impactfulness of in terms of you know how your body responds with the kind of overgrowth or undergrowth of, of that kind of good or bad bacteria so to your point as you say it's all those different mechanisms playing in amongst each other and that's why it makes it much more complicated but that's why that testing makes much more sense because we can help pick that up on an individualized basis versus going well i think all of us shouldn't be drinking milk or eating gluten or having fish or or whatever it might be uh, yeah. and like everything else it's it's more complex and as we all know and you know we're all hearing about even with vaccines now every everyone responds slightly differently and so your food and your diet is is a, is a really key part of that and that's what we all have in common is that we're all consuming food you know, on a daily basis and so all our bodies respond differently to the different foods that we're consuming and so as i say as you as you quite rightly pointed out that 72 hours makes it really complicated for any patient to really realistically be able to work out you know, what food and pinpoint that food that has caused that uh, issue that they're presenting with in terms of whatever the symptoms that they're presenting with. But generally what you can pinpoint, and this was the brilliance of Dr. Dorval's work, is what underpins most of those symptoms is inflammation. And so that's what the brilliance here is. He's identified a way of not only kind of triggering the inflammation, understanding what that trigger might be with the testing that we've developed, but also that enables you to then pinpoint the food that you're, uh, that you're looking at as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, if you do a typical elimination diet, which I do with my clients, you know, some for some people, it's hard to afford a food sensitivity test, or they just don't have access to it, or they're too afraid to get to get it done. And that's all okay. I've worked with many people like that. When we do an elimination, it's often avoiding the top toxic triggers, gluten, dairy, you know, can be eggs, um, you know, um, sugar, I believe, is one of them in your test, or or even you know testing for different um, molds and spices and stuff like that. But and so we would avoid st stuff like that, soy and corn. But it, then they are still not getting better. And what I've realized with this testing can be something like almonds or cinnamon or even turmeric comes up for some people, which is supposed to be anti-inflammatory, but can be very inflammatory for some people that are having that reaction. So the benefit of the test is to really just go in for your own personal benefit and know what is actually triggering the inflammation in you, not necessarily in someone else. Because I've heard many people say, oh, I gave up eggs and I was so much better. Well, another person may thrive off of eggs and if they remove them, it may make them not feel that great, um, vice versa. So it is so great to be able to go in and, and find this out for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think you hit it in the head. It's that individualized medicine, and you get that from working with someone like yourself who recognizes the importance of that because you've seen so many patients. And so that's really what this brings out is, as you say, it's not only that test. For us, it's a good test, but it's a good test in the hands of a great provider like yourself because you know how to interpret that for a patient. And I think sometimes that's what's lost. It's like, oh, I can go online and buy a test from anything and, and you know, I, you know, I've, I've got my Google doctor and I'm in great shape. The reality is it's that interpretation and that knowledge and mindset that a good provider brings to the interpretation of that test, which really sets it apart in terms of when it's, uh, when it's used in conjunction with that provider's knowledge of that individual versus just that one test result. 
Yeah, that's perfect. And actually a perfect segue because that's what I really want to know is, and I'm sure everyone else wants to know what separates KBMO from other tests because anybody can click on a website these days, get a test sent right to their house. There's many different brands we will not name, but, (laughs) but you can get a test sent to your house, even less expensive than the testing we're doing here. And, and that is a huge part of it. Number one, that there's no doctor or practitioner or coach on the other end to teach you. But what else do you believe separates your testing specifically from other tests? Yeah, I, mean, I think that's a great question. I mean, the reality is that, you know, with um, the underlying science behind the test with um, Dr. Brent Dorval and, and his, uh, you know, his knowledge of infectious diseases has been really key in this in terms of when we look at the test, we're measuring two different parts of your immune system. So if you think about it, there's a lot of IgG-only tests out there on the market, and they're measuring almost like the upstream part of your immune system, which will tell you um, which foods you're exposed to, which is interesting, but it's generally a bit of a so what. So you're just playing back to a patient what they're currently eating, and that's like, well, okay, great. How's that going to actually then impact my overall health? And the answer is not probably very much at all, apart from telling you what you already know. The, the brilliance of Dr. Dorval was to say, well, why don't we also look at a downstream part of your immune system, which can only be triggered by inflammation, which is the complement activation pathway, which he looked at as well, and said, if you combine those two pathways together, you're doing two things. A, you're identifying what you're exposed to, but you're overlaying which ones are causing you an inflammatory response. So it, it gets away from, it eliminates rather the things that a clinician would call false positives, which are, is, is what you will see on those IgG-only tests, which is a long list of foods which you have to eliminate. And you're generally going, does that really pass the smell test? Or is that really realistic that there's 40 foods here that I should be eliminating? What the brilliance of Dr. Dorval's test was, was adding the two together and say, this is what you're exposed to but let's overlay what's causing the inflammation so we can really zero in on the key foods of interest. And I think that's one of the key differences with this test. It's it's taking it to the next level, which is not just leaving it with, here's a long list of foods which you're exposed to, which is that great so what. It's then saying, these are the ones that cause inflammation, and those are the ones that you want to eliminate from your diet. And that's generally 5 to 15. So then it's not overwhelming from a compliance standpoint. And that's why you want to work with a great coach or a a provider like yourself, which says, I've done the hard yards to say there's 100 tests out there. This is the one you need to identify with because it's going to take you to the next level of identifying which foods cause you inflammation. Mm -hmm. The other neat thing about this test is it helps to identify, do you have leaky gut or not? And that's one of the key elements. If you've got leaky gut, then, again, by working with a good provider, they'll help you identify what might be the right kind of gut healing protocol that you need to work in conjunction with this test. So as I say, the way we think we're very differentiated from other people is we're taking you to the next level, not just leaving you kind of lingering with, oh my God, what can I eat in terms of the kind of IgG only approach. It's the IgG plus then the complement, which gives you that inflammatory pathway to see what's causing that. And then on top of that, if you've got more than 10 foods, that's pretty indicative of some kind of leaky gut going on. The other way we can tell that as well is if you've got, um, you know, elevated candida, which we measure on the panel. So if that's elevated, then that's another indicator that there could be some kind of leaky gut going on. 
And then the third one is zonulin, which we can talk about at a later date. But it's those three different kind of stools give you another opportunity to say, okay, great. These are the foods you're sensitive to. And here's three different ways that we might be able to indicate that there's some level of leaky gut as well, which is, as I said, by then working with the right types of provider, they then put you on the right gut healing protocol, which then in conjunction really accelerates the kind of healing that you'll see uh, by running this test and working with a, a, a highly skilled provider. Yes, that's amazing. Thank you for that breakdown. I mean, it's it, it truly is one of the, it is the best test on the market in my eyes, because you do get all of that stuff together. Now, you know, with, when a client comes in or a patient comes in with multiple symptoms, let's say they're experiencing bloat plus constipation, plus acne, plus headaches, or something that's like all together, what their main symptoms are, or maybe even weight loss resistance as well from, uh, from all of these things combined. And, you know, you're just starting to shoot in the dark, what there could be. Um, with one panel, even just your small panel, your Fit Test 22, we can see how high the inflammation is. We can see what foods are are causing some of these inflammations. We can see if there's candida present or if it's high and decide a protocol from there. Then typically I go into a six-week elimination of these foods and we do some gut healing protocols. And now you have this incredibly amazing jumpstart from just this one little test and that's why I love it because it really brings it all together for people. A lot of my clients say every time I ask for um, like a testimonial from them, the word game changer comes into play because they're like, gosh, this one little test and some coaching has changed my whole digestion just by knowing some of these things that come with included in the test, which is great. Yeah, I mean, you make a great point there in terms of what's included in the test. I mean, from a compliance standpoint, they also get the patient app and the meal plan you know, on their phone. And so again, like all of us, we're all busy. Uh, there's one thing that we never leave our house without and that's our cell phone. So um, by putting the results on the phone, um, as I say, it's, uh, we'd all love to unplug as many day- times of the day as possible, but unfortunately it generally doesn't happen. So the reality is you've all, with the app, you've always got your test results with you. You've always got your meal plan. And so what that helps with, if you're grocery shopping, you've got the meal plan, if you're out for dinner or, or you know, you're, you're ordering in, whatever it might be, you've got that list easily available so you can see what you should and shouldn't be doing. And so that, I think, is another important element. We're trying to make this as accessible as possible, given that we all recognize that everyone runs a bit busy life. So the days of printing out a piece of paper and sticking it to your fridge are long gone. The reality is you need to have it in your hand so you've always got access to that. And then the third thing on that is, For each of those foods, we show what it might cross-react with, where you might find it, and alternatives and substitutes. So we give you just a little bit more information for the patient who's looking for that next level of knowledge on the foods that they have to eliminate from their diet. And so, again, we've found that that's been really helpful. And, again, with that meal plan, it gives you some suggestions. And so rather than the, uh, the classical, here's the IgG test, here's 40 foods I can't eat, the bottom lip starts to tremble as the poor patient goes, what can I eat? The good news here is what we've done is we've said, look, let's not make this uh, a process which is, you know, is a negative one for you. Let's make it a positive. So in terms of we've eliminated those false positives, we've really zeroed in on the key foods for you as an individual that you should eliminate, which is that generally 5 to 15. 
And as part of that, we then put together a seven-day meal plan. So you've got some ideas of what you can eat versus kind of staring blankly going, oh, my God, so great. I spent all this money. Now I can't eat anything. Or as people used to laugh at me, and they said, well, it's, oh, oops, it's bread and water. Oops, no bread. So it's, you know, that's basically what, what we've tried to do on a compliance standpoint is help this become a process which is something that people will want to get engaged with and with their name on the top of a piece of paper, it's identifying what as an individual should they be eating or not eating and helping them progress versus kind of being a very negative experience of a ton of things which frankly aren't always relevant anyway that, uh, that they're being told to in a diet. Yes, absolutely. I love it being a positive experience because so often people come with all these symptoms and they are already in a very negative state. They've probably been bounced around from doctor to doctor. They've gotten no answers, maybe a blanket term of IBS. There's no medication to fix it. They've tried a couple different diets actually that maybe weren't you know, personalized enough for them. So to be able, again, to personalize this experience and then to make it this accessible is so helpful. And, and so, and appreciated by many of my clients too, because it feels like you're taking control of your health, you're utilizing these resources to be able to take control, and then it becomes a very positive experience to do it and not a negative diet restrictive elimination type, you know, plan. <laughs> and I think you hit it on the head. I mean, it's, it's, it's trying to give the tools to the patient so they can, you know, they can own the journey versus being it part of, of, you know, them having to hang on your every word and say, okay, what can I do now? <gasps> I've got no idea. What can I do next? So this way, the idea is to kind of, you know, give that balance of power to them to say, right, if you want to be in control, you can, you've got these tools and you can take that forward. You've got a great coach or provider who's willing to be kind of part of that journey, but they're with you if you want them to kind of take that forward. I mean, you touched on the other thing. The nice thing is you've got, we've got three different panels now. So you've yes. got that Fit22. So you've got that lower-end panel if people, you know, cost's an issue or you're not, really not sure of, of, of going forward with it. We've got the Fit132, again, which is, again, a great panel that comes with the meal plan uh, and the patient app. And then our most recent one is our Fit176, which, again, is a much broader panel again and a lot of our providers have described that as you know these are all the foods i'd like our patients to be eating um or again if you're looking for a you know major kickstart then that gives us the opportunity of being able to do that because you've got all these different foods that we can meal plan for you off the back of but then also really helpful and healthy options that uh, the patients might want to consider Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, so the three levels of tests is really great. You know, if someone comes to me and it's for their child and they don't want to overwhelm the child, it's great to do a lower panel. So you can just get an idea of what you need to do from there. Or if you're just kind of tiptoeing into it and you can get more and more foods as you go higher or determine more, um, you know, like deeper uh, sensitivities or more inflammation or what's going on. And then you can always add on a zonulin test, which, you know, I think we'll do a whole nother podcast about that. Cause that's it's like a whole in itself. <laughs> testing for intestinal permeability, knowing if you have leaky gut in your system or if your or if your gut needs more mending deeper than just removing food sensitivities. Um, so that's great. Um, yeah. So this is re all really good information. Is there anything else that you want to add? Yeah. I, mean, I, think, I think one of the key elements to add here is, is that now this is all available as a finger stick. So again, you know, we can send that to you at home. There's a little video 
uh, YouTube video which shows a patient how to do that that blood spot. It's two blood spots for the 22, then five for the 132 or the 176. Um, and again, that video is really helpful in terms of helping with compliance. Um, so again, I think that's in this time where some people are sometimes you know slightly uh, nervous of, of going out to a provider or, or meeting anyone different. Then this way it can be shipped directly to your home. Um, it's got uh, a stamp just envelope on it. So again, you just need to put it in your mailbox to get it back to us. And then those results are shared with Jackie. So it's a great and easy way to try in this kind of time where you know, we're all trying to travel less and make sure uh, we're as safe as possible. That with that finger stick, you can, again, another way you can take control of your own health by doing it yourself versus necessarily having to find a phlebotomist or, or go into a provider's office. Yeah, exactly. Right to the house. That's what we need for everything now. Um, so I've actually created a program specifically for this testing that I love so much. So it's the Good Gut Program. If you guys are interested in learning more, you can head to my website, JacquelineReneeWellness.com. Check under Nutrition Services. I have the Good Gut Program. It's a great jump start. So I start with an initial session for you to become a client. We go over health history and goals. We get that test shipped out to your house, depending on which one you want. You know, that's what the um, price will cost and you can learn all about it on my website. And then you have two additional sessions to get you through what you need to do in this journey. So we go over the results, we go through the six week elimination, you have all that support throughout it. And then everything that comes with KBMO too. So I, I love this package. I created it specifically for KBMO. Um, you can check out kbmodiagnostics.com to learn more information. And again, like I said, head to JacquelineReneeWellness.com. Uh, to learn more about that program. Now, if you need anything else, you can always email me, Jacqueline at JacquelineReneeWellness.com or head over to my Instagram at JacquelineReneeWellness and obviously you can get a hold of me anyway. Thank you so much again, James, for joining me my second time having you around. And I think we'll definitely get one going with the Zonulin soon. But thank you again for coming and for all your amazing information. My pleasure. And thank you very much indeed. And as I say, anyone who gets the fortune of working with you, I think you know, the results speak for themselves in terms of some of the uh, testimonials I've seen. So uh, you know, they would be uh, very fortunate to uh, ha have the benefit of, of your experience on this as well. Thank you so much, James. And guys, thank you so much for listening. If you're interested and love this podcast, please hit subscribe, share with others and leave a review and also happy healing. Talk to you guys soon. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.